0: We have minister, playwright, and life coach, Ciola J. Griffin! And now for your host, Cool Car! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kicking It With Cool Car show. This is episode 199. Yes, you heard me right. 199, 200 is on its way. I've been doing this for almost four years, guys. You guys have been rocking with me. I appreciate everybody who's watched just one episode. I appreciate all the guests that have come on the show and blessed this platform and have left gems, have left some great knowledge and just value. I do this for you. I cannot do it without you. And that is everyone. I'm speaking to everyone. I mean it. I say that all the time. I really, really, truly mean it. Now, episode 198 was a recap show of some of the greatest moments on King of a Cool Card. 198 shows. I mean, there has to be something that can fill your soul, can make you full. in one of those episodes. Just go back through the catalog and check out all the great, wonderful people I've had on the show. Everybody has dropped some valuable nuggets on here that I know that you could take with you, put in your tool belt and go out and be great. And without a doubt, this next person is definitely going to add to that repertoire of this show. Uh, I have a minister. She is a playwright. She is a life coach. She is coming out with a sitcom, a movie, so much more. I cannot make this stuff up. This is happening in real life, people. You can be something, you can do something if you just get up, get out, and get something. It's cliche, but it is real. This is a living, walking, breathing testimony. I have a a, a beautiful woman on my show tonight by the name of Ciola J. Griffin. I'm telling you, you're going to be amazed. It's going to be a great conversation in the name of Jesus. You know how I do it. All right, so without further ado, let's bring her forth and let's get this conversation on the road. Let's go, (laughs) y'all. C Ola J. Griffin, welcome to the Kicking It With Cool Card show.
1: Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for
0: having me. <laughs> yes, without a doubt. I love it. I had to have you on. Uh, shout out to Lester, the connector. Uh, he made this happen. He brings beautiful people, beautiful souls together. And I'm telling you, man, this is going to be great. I can already feel it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're yes, welcome. Yes. I'm ready to go. I'm excited too, cool. I can feel it as well. <laughs> oh
0: yes, I know you guys. I know you got that word in you. I know I'm ready for it too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, it's fitting because I start every conversation with a prayer. I know I don't have to ask you if it's okay. Some people I do because I know everybody's faith is not the same, but I know that we are aligned. So I'm um, gonna yes, go ahead and jump into that, and then uh, we'll get it on the road. All right, Heavenly Father, all Lord right. Jesus, we just Thank you for this place in time, this moment in time. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for Ciola being able to come on here, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just be transparent about her journey, her testimony, and how she's just moving miracles, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and pouring into others, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just being a beacon of light, beacon of hope for others, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just doing your work. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just waking us up this morning. We thank you for the food on our table, the clothes on our back, the little things that we may overlook at times. Lord, you know our heart. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the praise, and we just pray for a great conversation. We pray and ask that it just moves somebody, it helps somebody, it inspires somebody, it encourages someone. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, this is why we do this, and it's all in your name. We just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise. In your name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. Oh, I had to keep my mouth shut. I was ready to go, yes, Lord, hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. This is how we do
0: shows. <laughs> Absolutely, that's how you get it started. You cannot start without him. You know, you can't. Right. You can't do it. Uh, so yeah, we're here to talk about you. Uh, you know, praise everything that you got going on and everything that you're putting out into the universe, which is the glory of God, just greatness. Um, I love it. Uh, first and foremost, I want to jump into because you told me you're running on no sleep for about three days. You went to a conference. <laughs> Let, let's Before we get into the nitty gritty, because I, I need to know about you. We need to know you because I like to humanize the conversation. So we're going to go back a little bit. Um, and okay. I read up on your testimony. So I know you got a great one and people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about, let's just praise this conference that you, uh, you attended uh, just this Ooh. past week. So t- let's talk about it because I know it was, um, was it hosted by, what was her name? Um, Cindy Trim, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cindy Trim, right? Hosted by me hosted by you okay yeah let me give you the glory hosted by Ciola jane griffin in attendance and i don't know what she did i don't know what her role i'm gonna let you talk you you go ahead and break it down
1: (laughs) i love it i love it so so what happened cool was every year for the past 10 years we've been doing a women's conference to empower women you know um Providing a platform for women to be empowered to tell their testimony because we believe that women can encourage one another, empower one another when they tell their testimony. And a lot of times, you know, women don't want to tell their testimony because they feel guilt, they feel shame, they feel embarrassment. And so we want to provide a safe platform for women to be able to do that and realize that we're better together, right? absolutely so this year we um we had the honor of having dr cindy trim as our keynote speaker we had mc hammer's wife as one of our speakers we Mm -hmm. had um oscar grant's mother as one of our speakers my own bishop and uh our apostle one of our sisters uh, apostle true lafayette when i tell you close to 200 women showed up at this conference and they turned that golf course out they did
0: (laughs) That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Now, is this an annual event that you that you host?
1: Yes, it's annual. We started in 2013 and this made our 10th year. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I'm sure it's, it's grown exponentially over them 10 years and you just keep on moving. Right.
1: Oh, we're looking forward to grow even more. So yeah, it was, um, this year was phenomenal. This year was phenomenal and um, we're looking to do it again. Uh, maybe in the next six months, we don't know. People are wanting to do it sooner rather than later.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. And was that birth <laughs> out of, what was that birth out of? I mean, I know I know, you got a story behind it.
1: You know, the truth is, is that we see so many women's conferences, right? All over the world and 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 they're all good. But we wanted to provide a platform where women can come and not just be screaming and shouting and hallelujah and we wanted them to leave transformed. we wanted them to leave empowered to take whatever they got from the conference and make it applicable in their lives and yeah. so it was a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that and so for me it was birthed from wanting to have what I didn't have growing up, wanting to provide what I wish someone could have provided to me for me. And that was empowerment and tools to be able to apply to my life to live a life differently and one that is pleasing to God. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's where it was birthed from. (laughs) So it sounds to me and not not to, you know, talk down on any other conference, but to me, it's like, you know, you're kind of concentrating on not having the attendees be observants, but all, almost like participants and live in, in living that experience, right? Because a lot of times it's observation and yeah, you can be moved by the observation and the word and the, the message, but it sounds to me like mm-hmm. you're allowing them to join in in the experience, right?
1: That's true. And we wanted to, you know, we wanted to be tangible, right? Yeah. When you come to a conference, we want to be able to take something away. What can you take away and apply to your life where you can actually see the results in your actual life? It's one thing to come to a conference, you're excited and it's great news, a great message, and you leave all hyped up, but what does that look like a day later, a week later, a month later, three months later? What does that look like in your life? And so that's our focus is we want it to be able to be tangible and something that's applicable.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it because it's so many times you can attend an event and then you're pumped up, you're hyped, you know, you're going after it. And then a week later, it's gone. It dies out. It fizzles. It didn't transform you, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. it, there's something missing there. So I love that. I love that idea, that aspect and um, everything that you guys are doing with that. I mean, it's such, it's so needed. I mean, do you guys ever think that you're going to do like a men's event? You think, uh, uh, what's your your husband's name? is Dre Griffin, correct? <laughs> you think he's going to, you know, piggyback off of that and do something for the men?
1: you know everyone has been asking us that we've always had men a couple maybe three four five six at our women's conferences but i'm you know cool everyone has been asking us are we going to do a men's conference so you know in my stage plays i have a a a a men's group that i'll call man up don't nobody steal that that blows to me man up So I'm thinking at some point we're going to host a a conference for men that would be called Man Up. It's time for the men to man up, excuse me, and be the man that God has called them to be.
0: Okay. Yeah, we need that. (laughs) You know, we we need that because we go through things too. And, you know, we got that pride thing and we don't always want to talk about it. We don't always want to share it, wear it on our sleeve and all that. We need somewhere to go where we can come and get transformed and take something back tangible, you know. Right. People can talk at us all day, but sometimes it's 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 thick skin with us and it doesn't register right. and it don't resonate and it doesn't do anything. We hear you, right. but we don't really hear you. So, yeah, I would love to see that, definitely.
1: You know, we were working with someone on mental illness and we actually had a conversation like this with a couple of men. We actually met, had a round table, if you will, with about four or five men. And we were actually talking about how difficult it is for men to deal with with pride issues, not being able to take care of their families or the challenges that they go through. So it's definitely something that's needed and it's definitely on their radar. So hopefully we can make that happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would love it. Let me know. Cause mm-hmm. I, I want to support it and promote it, drop it in my DM, something like this flyer I just popped up here for, for what you mm-hmm. just went through. Like, yeah, it's wonderful, man. And look at all the beautiful people that just joins you and change lives and all that. So how can someone um, find out about this? How, how can they find out about this to come to the next one?
1: They can go to our non it's hosted by our, by our nonprofit dream to be. And that's D R E A M the number two B. So mm-hmm. that's where we do it through our nonprofit, excuse me, our nonprofit annually. So they can go to dream to be and find out where the next event is going to be.
0: Okay. Link is in the bio. No, I mean, it is in the description, everybody. So there's no excuse. It's down there. You can go check her out. All right. Support that. <laughs> Definitely support that. If you need it, go get that. Right. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So let's take a deep dive into Ooh. who Ciola is. Right. You know, you, you, I, I, I put you up in lights, minister, playwright, so on and so forth. But let's really deep dive into who you are and you can get as personal as you want or not. I don't ask personal questions, but I know you got a testimony. <clears throat> I've heard it so if you care to share (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's let's, just take a deep dive back into where you started and what brought you to where you are right now
1: you know cool I don't mind sharing my testimony because it's all about sharing your testimony being transparent because that's the only way that we can really help someone is if we're being transparent and I, I you know I get it transparency is not always easy because you open yourself up to a plethora of vulnerability, you know, and people can judge you, they can condemn you, they can talk about you. And a lot of people don't wanna experience that. Trust me, I get it. Yeah. I first shared my testimony back in 2011 or 2010, I think it was, on an international prayer call, right? And I promise you, I kicked and screamed when I felt, you know, the leading of the Lord to share my testimony. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You want me to share everything with some a group of women that I don't even know? And I tried everything to get out of it. I tried to, you know, share something else. But I I was compelled to share my testimony. And when I tell you, when I shared my testimony on that international prayer call, the number of women that cried and really kind of broke their silence about their own testimonies and what they were going through. And I think for me, that was the first time that I realized the value that God had given me in my testimony and why he had given me that testimony and why it was so important to share it. So to that, you know, that was the the beginning of me sharing my testimony. But um, the start for me was as a child, you know, and uh, I experienced homelessness, homelessness with my mother, sexual assault by someone that was like a father to me. Someone that was like a brother to to me climbed through the window when I was twelve years old. Twelve years old placed his hand over my mouth and proceeded to violate me. Um, taken advantage of by my mother's boyfriends. I don't have an issue telling this anymore because telling it has liberated me. Telling it, you know, it's no longer capable of holding me hostage and in bondage. You know, so I find it a joy to be able to share it because the same thing that happened to me, you know, in terms of being liberated is the same thing that can happen to other women. So domestic violence as a a young adult, uh, unable to bear children, which was devastating because then I began to believe the lies that were being whispered to me that I was a piece of a woman that couldn't do the very thing that mostly every woman was able to do. So very devastating. But I tell you that 2011 international phone call liberated me. It added value to my testimony, value to what I thought was devastation. And I realized that it was actually a tool that God was using to bring glory to his name and giving purpose to my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is amazing. And so my my only question to that is for someone who may be listening who is going through that who's who may be going through that stage or phase where they haven't spoke out. They haven't felt Mm -hmm. to share. How did you persevere through those times, through those moments when you were holding all that in and just trying to figure out figure figure out your way? Like how to how to get past all of it? What how did you persevere through that before 2011 What was that like? What was that experience like?
1: That's a great question. And you know what? It was, I wasn't. I was actually living a lie. Mm, Okay. Right? Because I wasn't living the truth. And I'm not talking about my truth. I'm talking about the truth. Right? Because every one of us was born with a purpose, right? A divine purpose, a destiny, a purpose for being in the earth realm. Right? And a lot of times we allow the things that happen to us to define us the things that happen to us, the things that we've done the things that you know <clears throat> transpired in our life, we allow those things to define us. And when they define us, we are no longer living in truth because we have allowed the truth to be de- defined by experiences and all these things. And that's not the case. Yeah. So for me, I was merely existing. I wasn't living, I was existing. I relocated from Southern California to Northern California. And that was for me, my mode of escape. I was in flea mode to get away from all of the pain and, you know, of my past. And so I was trying to escape from what happened to me, but I really didn't realize that what I was doing was running from myself, running from the truth. So, um, it took time experiences where you start to see little glimpses of the authentic you, little glimpses of the truth. And you begin to pay attention to that, you know, like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Why does this no longer feel good? Why do I have a strong desire to be here, or a strong desire to do this? And those things begin to evolve in your life. And trust me, God will get your attention, and you will begin to question. Wait, why am I here? What is this all for? You know, and that's what happened to me.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just basically had to, basically, come back and face the truth, pretty much, for that, lack of a better. Like, yeah,
1: that sums it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just come back and face the truth. So when you were living the lie, was that a burden? Mm-hmm. Was that a burden? Did you feel Did you feel burdened or you kind of brushed it under the rug, tried to move past it, not look back at it, but not know... Well, I ain't going to say not knowing, but knowingly, you'd have to face mm-hmm. it one day?
1: You know, trauma... When I was writing my book, I was doing research on trauma and I realized that trauma has such power and a grip and a lot of times people who experience trauma they tend to push that trauma to the very back mm-hmm. so that is so deeply bur- buried that you don't tend to 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 look at it so you create this facade all right you create this image of yourself that's not true and that's what i did so i created this image of myself to not deal with the pain it was there and I have pushed it so far down that I began to question, did this really happen to me when it was time to tell it? Because I have pushed it so far down, I didn't want to deal with it. So it's not that you're you're, you're running from it or, or that you don't know that it's there. It's just you just don't want to deal with it. And after pushing it down so far, you, you know, sometimes you just don't even realize that it's still there until you experience triggers.
0: Mm. Okay. So... Oh, you mm-hmm. said something there until you experience those triggers. Now, mm-hmm. when you okay, so and, and I'll say this, society tells you to push it down, right? Brush Absolutely. it off, get over it, move past it. That's the past. Don't worry about it anymore. You know, you're you're grown mm-hmm. now. You know, all that type of, you know, rhetoric. Society right. tells you to get, you know, but that's not that's not realistic. And that's why there's so much depression no. because people are just moving past it without dealing with it. Without you know what I mean? Right. You gotta unbury it. Mm-hmm. You gotta dig it back up and face it, face to face. Yeah, like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And say, you know what? D- this Especially ha- as Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, cool. Especially as women, African American women, we're taught to grin and bear it. We're taught to, you know, sh- you be strong. You don't you don't show weakness. You gotta persevere and be strong. And that may not always be the right thing because you know a lot of us grew grew up with what goes on in this house stays in this house.
0: Yep. Especially in the, especially in the black home.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially,
0: especially in the black home. Yeah. So when you had yep. that break, so so you said something though. You you said that word trigger, right? Mm-hmm. Did did you mm-hmm. start seeing the triggers or feeling or hearing the triggers before that call? Or was that call a major trigger for you and god was speaking to you
1: no i began to experience triggers you know triggers there would be movies you know there would be movies where someone was being sexually assaulted that was a trigger for me you know seeing someone go through domestic violence even myself that was a trigger for me because i remember saying to myself i would never experience what my mother experienced and here I am experiencing the very thing <clears throat> pardon me that my mother experienced. Now I fought back. My mother did too, but you know, I grew up in Compton, so I, I didn't know how not to not fight back, you know. Right. Yeah. So but 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 domestic violence is still domestic violence, whether whether you fight back or not. You know, no man has the right to lay his hands on another woman or on a woman, period. Right. Um period. So the triggers, you know, it varied from seeing uh, violence on TV, from being yelled at. You know, those those are triggers. From seeing other children being fussed at in the grocery store, from seeing homelessness. All of those things are triggers, and a lot of times people don't even realize that their triggers are what's bothering them. It could cause a mood swing. It can cause you to be upset. It can cause you to shut down and be quiet. And a lot of times. Because we don't deal with it head on, we don't really know what's happening to us.
0: Yeah, I think I think hearing all of that, I think that was God starting the unburial process, get prepping you for that 2011 call. Because it had it been so buried down there, you know, at that time of that call, you probably wouldn't have spoke out. So he yeah. was unburying it. You know, trigger by trigger by trigger, one trigger at a time, and then you were ready. <laughs> then you, then he led you to that call, and then he used you plain and simple. You
1: you took the words right out of my mouth. God was using those trigger points to unpack yep. all of the pain that he was now going to use for his purpose. I love it. That is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, after the call, so we got the call, right? After the call, mm-hmm. what came first? Was it the mentoring? Did you become a minister? Was it the life coaching? Like what what came first? Where did that lead you? Cuz it had to have you know catapulted you to something right? You feel compelled to continue to make change, right?
1: Writing the book came okay. and writing the book, God used as the healing, right? Because writing that book meant I had to dig way back. I had to dig deep. And so, you know, the triggers was God unpacking, unpacking, bringing things to the surface that I had been hiding for so long, but writing the book, made me deal with what i had been hiding for so long so it's kind of like two-part you know god bringing the allowing the triggers to come forth was him saying you need to now deal with this you need to now face this and then you know me writing the book him you know placing it in my spirit for me to write the write the book meant that i now had to deal with it i now had to face all of these things that happened to me
0: and Mm -hmm. was it this book here i know it was the blood
1: Yeah, this is the second edition. The first edition that I wrote was in 2016. This one came in 2020, same book, but a little more condensed, you know, it was my first time writing. So I just kind of blah, put everything in the book. Um, but coming back to refine it, it's still there. It's just a lot of the fluff and things that were in there. Um, you know, where I kind of overwrote what I didn't need to overwrite, you know, being a first time author, but still getting to the point and the truth of what happened.
0: Okay. And what made you choose that name? What does that name mean to you? I know it was the blood
1: revelations 12 and 11, you know, that, uh, is the scripture. Uh, and that just, uh, <laughs> it's, it was about telling my testimony. Right. And it was about not holding back. And it was because I know there is healing in the blood. There is power in the blood. There is deliverance in the blood everything I needed to conquer and to come through everything that happened to me to be healed was because of the blood of Jesus. So in writing the book, coming through everything I came through as a child, you know, losing my mother at 16, being sexually assaulted multiple times, going through homelessness, not graduating high school, not being able to have kids thoughts of suicide. It couldn't have been nothing but the blood of Jesus that kept me.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And look at you now. Right. Look at you
1: now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look at you now. So you wrote the book, and then what kind of compelled you to start mentoring or get into ministry? Did it, it just feel like it wasn't enough? It wasn't complete at that moment and you just needed to do more?
1: Yeah, so it was kind of like step by step. So after writing the book, and then there was this this unction, if you will, this nudge to begin to to um share my testimony and so through the nonprofit, which at that time was sisters celebrating each other when we initially started it was sisters celebrating each other and so i wanted to be able to go forth and to share my testimony through at events and so we started doing these conferences again this is where it all came from to empower because i felt like i had been empowered you know god had empowered me by delivering me he empowered me by taking the shackles off of me he empowered me by you know removing the guilt the shame and the embarrassment so <clears throat> it was it was necessary to be able to take that message to take that message of liberty to take that message of empowerment to take that message of trans- transformation to other women and so that's where it came from and so we went from there uh, to doing other things as well
0: Mm-hmm. How long have you been mentoring and empowering and being a life coach to these women?
1: has uh, since 2014.
0: Twenty fourteen? Okay. And so mm-hmm. you so so you're you're doing like speaking engagements, you what what type of things are you doing? What type of events are you doing? And how can someone be a part of that or if they need you to come see mm-hmm. you? Is it to go to your dream to be nonprofit?
1: Right. So so there's two parts to that, cool. So dream to be is uh, community driven. So we have dream to be which is the nonprofit where we actually, we have several, well, we have multiple programs. We have our performing arts program, our VPAT, which is the visual performing arts program for youth and adults. We also have our SPF 90-day encouragement program, and that's spiritually, physically, and financially fit, where we teach women how to be spiritually fit by having ministers and and, and, pre, and people in the gospel to come in and share, you know, from a spiritual perspective. Then we have financial advisors to come in and talk to the women and teach them how to be financially literate. And then we have chefs and we sometimes use young chefs that may have graduated from culinary school to come in and talk about, you know, how to properly prepare meals. You know in some of our 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 neighborhoods we don't have a sprouts or a whole foods you know we have a lot of corner stores and liquor stores and and corner markets and we want to be able to educate people how to you know properly nourish their bodies so they don't have high blood pressure so they don't have diabetes and they don't have heart disease and all these things that we tend to deal with a lot in our neighborhoods. so we really want to you know teach people how to properly uh you know uh, properly uh, provide nutrition for themselves so we want to be able to do that and there are other programs that we have as well the a plus program which is the tutoring program shoulder to shoulder if you're coming out of any kind of abuse or addiction we want to be able to partner you with the counselor in our community who would be able to provide you the resources and the tools you need to overcome that addiction so the coaching and the mentoring actually happens With j llc so one is community based and driven community driven and then Ciola j is where i actually do mentoring and coaching
0: okay now i i got one request with those okay (laughs) with those with those cooking classes man Ah. you gotta reach out to some of these young girls because they're not wanting to cook no more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't
1: have we don't have like when i grew up right my, my grandmother took me in the kitchen at five and she said i'm gonna teach you everything from scratch i right. love to cook you know but yeah <laughs> we could definitely fulfill that request Uh-oh. we can handle that. <laughs>
0: Some of these young girls, I mean, I don't have that problem. I'm married and my wife cooks, you know, all that. So I'm just saying, some of these young girls, man, I, I got a young boy. He out here struggling, you know?
1: <laughs> Eating that like, fast food, up. <laughs> All
0: these girls want to do is <laughs> be taken out to eat. Like, no, man. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's your place to be in the kitchen. I'm not saying all that, but a lot of these young no, girls like, cooking, what's that? Like, no come on now right
1: come on
0: now right
1: right but that's what we kind of really i mean but you know what as as funny as that is it's serious though we really can't you know and i i get it you know we're not saying that the place of of a woman is in the kitchen you know but there are there are skills and tools that young women need to have Mm -hmm. and 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 i'm all for that i'm all for that
0: just be able to take care of yourself not even a man be able to take care of yourself I mean, mean, I'm I'm just saying, you know, every, you can't go out to eat every day. You're going to be broke. Like, come on, take care of yourself.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's why we have the SPF 90 day encouragement program. And we do take young women out, you know, uh, to grocery shop, you know, you know, this, this, okay. Look, this seems like this is funny, but this is very serious. A lot of young women and men do not know how to go to the grocery store and properly pick produce, right?
0: Nope we're losing
1: the very thing that we need to be taught. We're not doing that. Those things are essential, whether we want to believe it or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, man, like, I think nowadays (laughs) more so than ever, um, for for young adults, God is Mm -hmm. being taken out of the equation, uh, just good down home manners, cooking all that is just lost it's fly by night let's go out to the newest restaurant let's go shoo shoo and bop and have our mimosas yep. and do our day parties and it, it's all that and it's driven by social media it's driven by pop culture but just god is just missing and you see it everywhere god is missing just Man, I don't know.
1: Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. It. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of, okay. Okay. So here's, so here's the deal. A lot of people don't really want to talk about that. Right. Because we're living in a society where, you know, um, a lot of women feel like, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm, I don't belong in the kitchen. I can, I can, you know, I can do what I want to do. I don't, that's not my role to be. But if we get back to the basics, right. If we get back to the order in which God called, you know, things would be exactly as they should be. And and we don't want to do that because we're taking away women's rights and women's power, women power. Now, sisters, don't get mad at me. I'm just talking about the order, you know, because order is necessary. Yeah. And this is why we see our, a lot of our children, right, <clears throat> not getting what they need to get. And um, a lot of them are here raising themselves because, Mom is working, I get it. Single women, you got to do what you got to do. My mother was a single woman, I get it. There's a lot of single women that are making it happen. So I'm not talking about the single women that got to do what they got to do to make it happen, because you got to do what you got to do. But I'm talking about there are things that we are losing in our culture. Our young girls don't know anything about how they should properly dress. Our young girls don't know anything about cooking. Our young girls don't know anything about sewing. Our young girls, I mean, you know, I get it. We're going to take it to the cleaners and we're going to get it done. But I believe in empowering yourself, teaching. You got to be taught all of these things. Maybe where we're going, that kind of stuff is not needed. But I think you still need to know. I think you need yep. to know i think a lot of what we need is being lost because as you said god is being taken out of the equation he has been taken out of the equation Absolutely. nobody wants to to follow the order nobody wants to you know i need to go and make just as much money as you're making i need to go and be able to do this i need to go out to the club i need to go out and do this yep. i need to go out and do that and so we're losing the essence really of who we are as a as a as a as a people yeah.
0: <laughs> God is completely gone and everyone feels like, oh, I'm in control of my own destiny. I'm in control of it. You know, I can, I'm in control of me. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, it's, um, and I think that, like you said, I think they should know because I think you should know Mm -hmm. how to be able to take care of home and that's man and woman. So I'm not saying what your place is, but just know how to take care Mm -hmm. of home, build a home, have a firm foundation. That's your sanctuary. That's your temple. And that should be the right. place you can go back, regroup and 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 build up and grow. And right. it should not be in shambles because you don't know how to take care of it.
1: Right, right. And I agree. I'm not calling, you know, I'm not saying where a where woman's place is or where a woman should be. Right.
0: Yeah. But here's
1: the deal. I a lot of women saying, you know what? I want to be able to have a husband. I want to be able to have a family. I want a man to be able to take care of me. I want a man to be able to do all these things then we need to understand what that looks like. What does that look like? You know, what does that look like? In order for you to have that, I'm not saying that you can't have that and not be your own person, right? You you can't work a job if that's what you wanna do. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you know, the conversations definitely need to be had. We need to look at what is missing in our culture, what is missing in our communities, what is missing in our homes, what is missing in our families. And the very thing that is missing is God. And when you talk about God, you got to talk about the order of God. And the bottom line is that people don't want to, don't want to talk about that. We
0: don't <laughs> want to talk about it. The dynamic is all messed up. It's all like, yep. lines are blurred. Like we said, yep. we're not saying where you should be at in the, in the home and the Absolutely. kids are doing this barefoot. Mm-hmm. Regular. Mm-hmm. No, we're not saying that. I'm not saying right. that. I know you're not saying that, but okay. there mm-hmm. is a dynamic. There right. is a dynamic that keeps it equally yoked. And if you have somebody like, no, I'm a boss, this and that, and I I'm you know, I'm independent. I don't need a man, but you saying you do at the same time. <laughs> it just right. all that energy just doesn't work. That doesn't work. You're right. not gonna keep a man that way. A man's not right. gonna want you. And you're you're not gonna want a man who comes in a situation, you know, boasting about the wrong things either. So it goes both ways, right. you know. Right. So it, it's just all about respect, responsibility, honor, what you what you cherish, and just at the end of the day, the laws of God. And right. I and I tell people this you know, everybody's faith is not the same, your faith might not be the same as ours, right? But you gotta believe mm-hmm. in something. You gotta have right. something that aligns you, something that grounds you. Believe in something. You don't have to believe in my God, but believe in something, because there's definitely a higher power that's, that's, I don't know. I do know, but no,
1: I, don't know. <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. You know, and to that, you know, I would say, you know, you, you want to, you want to, I, I get it. Everybody has to believe in something, you know, so to that, I'm going to say this, you know, in all due respect, you know, you, 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 got, you got, you got to believe in God If we want people to come to the truth. They got to come to the truth, yeah. you know, and, and they got to come to the truth. We can't, we can't, we can't be the people that blur the lines because we're trying to you know, uh, accommodate folks. Right. Right. So right, I want to from that and say this, I grew up as an independent, uh, African-American woman, right. I didn't always have somebody that was there to teach me or to take care of me. So I had to do what I had to do. I had to work two jobs. I had to do what I had to do, even in relationships, you know, I had to do that. So, you know, this is my, um, my third marriage and I don't have a problem saying that, you know, and, and here's the deal. Coming into this marriage, I didn't know how, right? To, I always knew how to be a wife, but I didn't know how to be a wife and allow my husband to be a husband because I've never had a husband. Mm. I've been married, but I've never had a husband.
0: I, I hear you 100%.
1: Right? I and there's a big 100%. difference. And a lot of people, women, are saying, you know, I'm married, but my question is, do you have a husband? I am now married with a husband. I'm not just married. And so I do everything I do, but I still take care of home. I still make sure my husband's dinner is cooked. I still make sure my husband's clothes is washed. I still make sure what my husband needs, he has, right? And you know what? My husband makes sure there's a roof over my head. He makes sure there's food in the kitchen for me to cook. He makes sure the bills are taken care of. And that's what a husband's role is. And not only that, my husband will lay his hands on me and pray my husband will speak into my life. If I have moments where I'm feeling down or moments where I'm doubting myself, he will remind me who I am. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because that does not mean I don't know who I am. I know who I am, but every now and then I may need to be reminded. And sometimes women feel like that's a sigh of weakness. No, that's not a sigh of weakness. Yeah, that you should understand. Would be being vulnerable, with the man who has your back. That's exactly. what that is.
0: You understand the dynamic. You understand, Absolutely. you're not forced to do any of that. You know, no, that's not the quote unquote, your role, but you understand no. the dynamic and he understands the dynamic and he's doing what he needs to do. You're doing what you need to do. And and that, that's what it is. And shout out and to it's Dre, my- shout out to Dre, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dre.
1: It's my, it's my joy to do that because he takes joy and taking care yes. of his wife. And, and I take joy in taking care of my husband.
0: That, that's the <laughs> word right there. Joy mm-hmm. in doing it. It's right. not a chore. It is right. not a chore. That is something you take pride yeah. in. You find joy in doing Absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. Come on, it's man. It's perspective.
0: Well, you know well, yeah, it's, it's all <laughs> about perspective. It's all about, you know, uh, just a, a paradigm shift. You know, how you mm. look at it and knowing Ooh, what scary. knowing the gift that god has given you mm-hmm.
1: right you take,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you take care of that and gift you take care of that you better yeah yeah and, and i and i want to say this i want to say this because you were saying like you know <laughs> we cannot accommodate we cannot be accommodated to people who want to live in this other realm whatever that mm-hmm. may be come to mm-hmm. god right so mm-hmm. you can't force them all you can do nope. is Show him what it what he looks like. So when when somebody says, "Man, thank you, I really appreciate that gesture," I just tell them, "Hey, I'm just trying to show you what God really looks like,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm, you know, there mm-hmm. should never be a discussion about, oh, is he black or is he white or is he this? No, how you show people what God really looks like is through your actions, through your love for them, through your, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. That's Amen.
1: it. That's it. <laughs> <Amen>. I love <laughs> it
0: amen yes <laughs> now i want to talk about um all glory to god i want to talk about uh the sitcom you're working on has that come out are you still working on that and you i saw something about a movie like let's jump into that you're a playwright Let's let's talk about all that right there let's go down that avenue
1: that sounds great that sounds great so what so so how so 212 Vernon Place is the actual sitcom, right? Okay. And so what I did is my first one to my second, third and fourth plays, I actually broke them down and turned them into six episodes building more into a sitcom. Okay. And in 2020 during COVID, the first part of COVID, we actually started filming um and this was just you know i would say a pilot we you know we were doing it on our own filming it and actually put it up on youtube and you know we got some work to do but a lot of people were liking it you know <laughs> yeah. like when are the next episodes coming when do we when can we see episodes two three four and five but we saw that we had some work to do so we're still working on that you know because i don't want to rush anything out um that's that's have did and you know especially when you know you could have been de- you know you could have done better I right. sent it to a couple of friends of mine that are in the in industry and they gave us some feedback and some pointers and so we said okay let's go back to the drawing board let's do what we can do to to perfect it make it better and then we're going to release it I think on YouTube uh okay. I think we're gonna put on YouTube uh so we'll see where we are with that
0: you should uh I think it's called Film Hub If you put it on film hub you can put it on tubi as well tubi and maybe amazon i'm not sure i don't know if you're familiar with that
1: yep i am ashley yep um that was a conversation that i actually had uh with our producer um our director i should say our co-director on it about doing that too so that is something we're actually discussing if we want to put it on uh tubi but i am familiar with film hub Mm -hmm.
0: okay all right cool So I have been advised by someone who is uh, pretty successful on Tubi that make sure you have a good marketing plan before you put it on Tubi. Don't just put it up and just expect it to do what it's going to do. Figure out your marketing and go very, very hard with your marketing and be persistent and you can really see some, some good results. That's what I've been advised to do. So I'm just relaying that to you.
1: Thank you. I think I know who one of those people are, but thank you. And I love you too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Let me Let me ask you, what is self-analysis? What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing more of or better at to get you to where you are going?
1: Probably more social media. Okay. And and I would say public appearances. I've been so used to being behind the scenes, and I'm constantly being told, you need to do more. You need to put more out there. You need to come live, do more lives. You need to, you know, uh, speak at more places. At this conference call that we did, so many women came up to me. I've never heard of you. I didn't know you were doing all of this. And, and there are women that know about me, obviously, but the amount of women that came, or the number of women, I should say, who came up to me, it just kind of really validated the fact that I'm not doing enough in terms of putting myself out there, marketing myself, branding myself better than I'm doing. So I would say branding, you know, definitely, and, and, and come out of the closet, if you will, and stop being afraid to, uh, and I'm just being very transparent here, yeah. you know, because I don't really like I don't really like the public eye. I'm a behind the scenes worker. I like to do the work, get it done. I can sit at my computer for 20 out of 24 hours working and creating. But when it comes to, and I'll slip something out there on social media every now and then, an Instagram post, a Facebook (laughs) post, but I can probably do more. So that would be, I would say what I can do better at, branding Mm -hmm. myself better or having Mm -hmm. myself branded better.
0: What about um what about an email list too did you get a bunch of emails from the conference so that you can keep in touch with all the women that came up to you so they can promote you word of mouth because if you just shoot them an email and they remember you and they're still talking about oh yeah I remember oh my gosh she was amazing you know yeah. yep
1: we actually we are building our data building on our database we already have a database it's just a matter of putting it out there you right. know getting it out and I just told my husband, I said, this time around, I'm going to make sure these were my exact words to him. I have to do better at cultivating relationships that I have when I meet new people. And so this is an opportunity for me to take that extra leap of faith and to make, you know, to apply it to my life, start doing better at cultivating relationships. I've met a lot of great women. I have a lot of great relationships, but sometimes I bury myself in my work. And, you know, behind the scenes, as opposed to doing the work front office rather than back office. So I need to work on being able to, to do both successfully.
0: Absolutely. I could probably do better at that myself. I'm, I'm an introvert. (laughs) I'm, I am like around the people that, no, okay. It's weird with me. So I'm a people person. I can be, I get it. I can be an extrovert. I can perform, I can whatever, right. Camera, whatever I act. Extrovert, right? But what? I'm mm-hmm. not. Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> see, 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 no, I I can relate to that. I can I can totally relate to that because I'm the exact same way. If I'm out in public, I can totally relate to you. I can totally have a good time. Yep. I'm I'm very open, very conversational. But if I had a choice, yes, my choice would be right.
0: I'm at the house. Speaking
1: publicly. <laughs> I love right. I love speaking publicly. You know, yeah. getting out and being able to speak and encourage and motivate. I love that. Absolutely yep. love it. But once it's done, take me home.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Take me home. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I'm don't like, follow I'm me. I... To... Huh? Right.
1: I'm coming and go. Okay, honey. What? What we watching tonight? You know, my yep. husband's a movie. And I'm not a TV person, but I've now become like, okay, honey, what you got for us to watch tonight?
0: <laughs> yep, yep, the same, the same. I'm not a movie buff, <laughs> but it's the same dynamic. Yep, what we, we, we watching tonight? <laughs>
1: right, right. Yep. I did my work. I I was out speaking publicly. I I did what I love doing. Now I want to come home.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm at the house. I'm not in the club. I'm not doing nothing nope. else. I'm at the house. Nope. For what? Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me go do what I need to do. I'll go and speak, you know. That's right. my mandate God and it's what I enjoy doing. But yeah, I don't I don't really need, you know, I have people say, Come to this event, you need to come to this event. I'm like, no, I'm good. You need to come to this networking opportunity. No, I'm okay. You know, I don't I yeah. don't need to do that. I'm
0: the same. At first
1: of all, I'm not a fake person. I'm not a fake person, right? And I don't know how to be fake. I don't know how to to do yeah. and I'm not saying that are fake and phony, right? I'm not saying that at all. But I'm very tr- I'm very open, I'm very direct. So I don't I don't know how to do all that fluffing. Yes. You know, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I can't
0: do that. I will say the word can't in that phrase.
1: Right.
0: I can't do that. I won't do that. I will not do I, that. I'm not fake. <sighs> no. I can't. I'm not going to force myself. I'm not going to force myself to no a uh, uh, fake network fake kick it whatever have you none of that no right no it, it'll come to me it'll come to me i'm no fool you know we're no fool right. we know how to move and right. shake but i'm not working yes. it i'm not going to everybody's event people will invite me out to do a red carpet i'm like i don't really do red carpets i don't right want you want a red carpet that's not the angle that's not my business model right now that's not the angle i want to go at it, that's just me and somebody's like what well, you want to pass up a red carpet yeah because that's not what i see for myself right that's what not god is not showing that for, to me right now so no this is this is what i'm doing right here i don't want to do see, that's
1: that's rare though because you you know that's rare and that's where i am you know I, I was actually just having a conversation with someone earlier today like this is what you need to do and i'm like that's not what i need to do because that's not what god has called me to do and I take a lot of slack from people telling me, you need to do this. This is what you need to do. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Well, this is what, what society is doing. I don't care what society is doing.
0: Absolutely. I don't really care. Absolutely. Right?
1: Because if God called me to this, then he will direct my steps. And that's how I move. I don't move no other way. You can call it what you want to call it. You can make fun of it. You can call it stupid. You, I don't really care what you call it. Yes. Because it doesn't matter what you call it. And yeah. I don't mean to sound cold or callous, but that's really where I stand. You know, I love people. You know, I I definitely am conversational. I love to conversate and have a good time with people. I love to do that. I love to fellowship. You know, I love to host events at my house. I love doing that kind of stuff. You know,
0: yeah. but
1: um, I I'm not one that's chasing the red carpet. I'm not one that's chasing networks and meeting people and getting to know people of status and recognition. Right. I'm not that person. You know so that stuff maybe growing up in la had some kind of effect on me because it doesn't affect me you know i don't i don't uh i'm not oh my god guess who i just met you know
0: yeah i feel like that too because i i did kind of grow up in the industry music acting, and yeah. i've been mm-hmm. around a lot of people mm-hmm. i don't care i don't care right. who's who i don't care i really right. don't you know and I, i'll i tell people this i'm gonna follow the steps that god has put before me to, to step in and follow in before i listen to your advice just because you don't like understand that. it just because you mm-hmm. think you feel that everybody else is doing this and this is the way no because guess what there's millions of ways to do one thing and if god is not showing me that way I'm not going that way. If God's not showing me do red carpets right now, I'm not doing red carpets right now. You may not understand it. You may think I'm a fool. You may think I'm blocking my blessings, but I'm not. I got a strong... And here's the thing too. People who don't have that strong personal relationship with God will never understand that. They'll never
1: understand... You You can talk to you blue in the face. They're not going to get it. You know how many people I have had to tell me, you are crazy. With everything that you're doing, you should be doing this, that, or the other. I said, the only reason I'm doing everything I'm doing is because of God. That's the only reason he has graced me. He has gifted me. He has anointed me. He has directed my steps. You know, Um, he said, the steps of good man are ordered by the Lord. And so, um, and and I'm not trying to lean to my own understanding. You know, I'm not going to go all scripture on you. But the, the reality is, is that I live by the word. I live by the spirit of the living God. And if he's not directing my path, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your connections are. I don't care what your status is. If you are not God and you are not leading me, we have nothing to talk about. You can tell me because I'm not going to close my mind. I'm not going to close myself off because God can use whomever he chooses to use, right? So whoever he chooses to use, we have to be in tune with the spirit to be able to know if this is a God thing or not.
0: Yeah. You know, that's God the bottom is... line. He'll, he'll, he'll allow you to see the shift, you know, cause it may be that I... right now. And then somebody may, he's going to send the right person and say, Hey, now right. it's time. And you're going to be like, you know what? God is moving me and telling me, yeah, it's time. Now I- I'm going to leave mm-hmm. you with this, uh, with my show. So, you know, I have Michael Blackson on comedian, right? So ever mm-hmm. since that show, I get people asking me, well, when are you going to bring another, you know, celebrity, known celebrity, whatever. Right. Th- but this is not mm-hmm. what I do this for. I do this for the people. I do right. this for people like yourself and other people Mm -hmm. who are doing great things who probably deserve Mm -hmm. the light as well and and are not getting it. Mm -hmm. So I put the shine light on them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they asked me like, hey, you know, when are you going to bring some more celebrities on? I'm telling them like, hey, that's not my calling right now. That's not what I see for my show right now. I have access Mm -hmm. to more. I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't utilize it. I just don't. And people might look at me like, you're crazy, but that's not what I'm doing here. That's not where God is moving me to do to go right now. When he does, Mm-hmm. then you'll see more on here. But mm-hmm. no, no, you mm-hmm. know, like, come on. you think I'm almost at 200 episodes and I don't have opportunities to get more. I do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not what God is showing me right now. You don't understand it. God bless you.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's that. I mean, I like that. Uh, cool. That speaks volumes, you know, cause you have a lot of people that are, um, you know, really kind of going, okay, well, I don't really care what God is doing. You know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move the needle, you know. Chasing and fame. so,
0: chasing, yeah, yep. Chasing clout, chasing culture, want to yeah. know, be known, you know. I don't yeah. care about all that. I don't care. I don't care about being famous. I used to when I was younger in, in, in the arts and stuff. I used mm-hmm. to. You know, every every mm-hmm. kid probably had a desire who was in the art, like, yeah, I want to be famous. I don't care about that. Absolutely. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, my show takes off, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to ramp it up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot and do some things with the show. It takes mm-hmm. off. I might be a public figure, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with that then, but I could care less about fame. I'm doing this because of the purpose. You know what I right. mean? I'm doing this for the purpose. I'm. It's not about me. It's not about oh, me. God. I'm not doing this for me. Right. I'm not. So... You know, leave me alone. I, I, think you said it
1: right. <laughs> I think you said it right. Oh, I, right. I get it. I get it. But I, I, I think what you said right there is is a good way to kind of segue and that is you're doing it for a purpose. And that's exactly why I you know, I'm doing what I do, because it is my purpose in life, you know, and as long as you hold tight to that, you know, you're gonna be okay. There are gonna be a lot of things that come and try to tempt you. But as long as you know what your purpose is, and you're anchored in that, then you know, all is well.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy. You know, and that's just I'm. I'm happy. I am fulfilled. You know, I couldn't say that about a lot of the things that I was doing. You know, but I this is this fulfills me. This is what I love to do. I get on here every Tuesday, without a doubt, <laughs> I haven't missed a Tuesday in four years. Every come Tuesday, on yeah. you know, for right. for you, not for me, for you. Mhm, mhm. That's what it's about. And that's what it's about. And, and we, we thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You don't no don't thank me. Thank God. That's a that's <laughs> it. Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I I really appreciate you coming on. I know you uh, have sleep deprivation. I told you I was going to give you, you you hold it to thirty minutes, but the conversation, like I said, the conversation got so good I couldn't stop it. Who am I to stop no. what God has? But you know, for us. <laughs> I can't stop that but i do appreciate your time i appreciate you staying up uh and, and kicking it with me uh it's been a wealth of knowledge information uh it's been a joy thank you so much I love your energy Michael. and just keep being a, a beacon of light a shining light uh keep shouting your testimony and helping others uh, i know they really appreciate it and god is using you and just continue and i'll be praying for you
1: i appreciate that cool same same to you my brother keep doing what you're doing you know keep stay focused on your purpose i i really love what you're doing i appreciate what you're doing keep providing a platform you know because god needs people like you to move the vision forward in in the lives of others so thank you so much i appreciate it
0: absolutely thank you so Mm -hmm. much hey guys if you want to get in touch with Ciola, all of the links are down below she does a lot Mm -hmm. Click all the links, get the book, all of that. We just want to thank you once again, Ciola, for coming on. Uh, everybody, you know where I'm at. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, kicking it with someone cool like Ciola J. Griffin. All right, <laughs> shout out to Dre. Thank you for allowing her, you know, to come on here and share this time with us. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, and I will get you on the show. I, I I keep my word. I told that to your wife, but um, yeah. Here we are. And um, thank you so much. Until next time, y'all. Peace and love. We are out of here. God bless. Thank you guys for tuning in. God. Tell a friend, tell mm-hmm. a friend, and share the show. Subscribe Amen. too. Subscribe to Ciola at Instagram. She needs to get her Instagram going. So go over there and start subscribing. <laughs> uh, and um, I'm I'm sorry, following her. Yeah, encourage her. She'll <laughs> get it going. <laughs> but in uh, God's time. All right, we are out of here, y'all. Peace and love. Thank you, Ciola.
1: Thank you, take care.
0: You too.